Welcome to the second annual Halloween episode of The Exchange, presented by Olam Specialty Coffee, hosted by Mark Hitchhiking Through England Inman and Todd Don't Touch My Car Mackey. I'm Mike Ferguson. Once again, we are talking about scary defects. This time, scary physical defects. And, well, the movies. And now, here they are, Siskel and Ebert. Welcome to The Exchange, a podcast by Olam Specialty Coffee. This is our special spooky Halloween episode, and always with me is my co-host and good friend, Todd Mackey. Todd, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you, Mark. It's awesome to be here. Scary defects. You know, it's a rare daytime recording session for us. And, yes, it know, is. I, I'm really, I'm leaning in because, you know, this time of the year, as the trees are mm-hmm. changing and I'm just sitting here atop Cobble Hill in Lincoln, Rhode Island, overlooking... Uh, a slew of oak and maple trees uh, it feels alive, and it does feel uh, spooky as we're really, you know, amidst that classic autumnal season. But um, I just want to bring up at the gate, most of our listeners are probably unaware, but you, and this is Halloween and beyond, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but you're a collector of fine costumes, am I right? Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, all right, can, can you uh, give our listeners, give us a sense of like how deep this runs i mean you have closets full are we talking like uh third-party storage units as well and and where what do you break these out for i have trunks of uh costumes i take halloween pretty deadly serious which is interesting because my son since he's been five couldn't care less about the holiday so um yeah every year starting in june i plan this the year's uh halloween costume I usually now I have them made. I have them made to measure. You do not. Um, and each you, you year you have these tailored. I do. I'm not not kidding. Wow, it's crazy. Let's take this into our usual opening segment of what's in your cup or glass, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Uh, this should be interesting. It's a different different time Sun, than we are Sunday used to after. What, what are you drinking? Sunday morning still here. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you? I assume you're having some sort of brunch uh, with us right now, or <laughs> right? Like an omelet yeah, I'm having, I'm having an omelet station here <laughs> at work, and uh, a little mimosa. No, uh, Todd, that's not how I live. I know you like to believe that, but uh, um, I'm working on a project right now with a client uh, who is launching a line of fitness-oriented coffee. Uh, a supplement oriented uh, coffee line that would be similar to uh, pre-workout and post-workout powder drinks you see out there. And some of these pre-workout things have like 300 milligrams of caffeine and beta aniline and, um, you know, creatine and uh, BCCAs all mixed in. And But if you've ever taken that stuff, it is, I mean, 300 milligrams of caffeine is about five to six cups of coffee. So it's a, an intense hit when you if you do that stuff to go to the gym. And I think that that, for the most part, is very unnecessary. So I've worked on formulating this uh, coffee uh, beverage that they will actually turn into a soluble that you could pour into cold water and shake up at the gym. So this is a uh, sort of at the end of the road of the development phase. It is a blend. 
using, it has a, about three times the caffeine of a normal cup of Arabica coffee. It uses a very high-end uh, wash robusta mixed with some Arabica, um, all organic, and, um, and it's quite good, but it's a lot of caffeine. So I am on cup number two. Uh, so it's, uh, it, you know, if I'm a chatterbox today, Todd, you know why. And we have a shot to get a single episode in under time. Yes. Yeah, no, interestingly enough, I, uh, I'm i here and uh, it's a bit out of step with my usual, but it's I'm just going to share what's real. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon here. I've uh, done a few projects around the house just to kind of uh, get the day along. And I'm drinking an unsweetened ginger peach sparkling water. I don't even know how to um, respond so. to that. <laughs> it's delicious and refreshing so with that in mind let's get into our spooky scary defects halloween special and as uh we did last year mm-hmm. i should say as you did last yes, year, yes sir you've graciously offered to pair each of uh the physical defects so we're focusing on physical defects in green grading yeah um but you've offered to pair these again uh, with an f- entirely new set of scary films uh, from across uh, film history. So thank you in advance, yeah. and I cannot wait to hear what you've come up with. And this is in line with our new sponsor, Blockbuster Video, who is a proud sponsor <laughs> of The Exchange. All of these uh, movies that we will talk about today can be found at your local Blockbuster. Mention Todd and Mark, and you'll get 20% off a scary movie. Right? Did we get a sponsor? Got, no, we didn't get a sponsor. Yeah, I, ho- I, I hope there's a Blockbuster video somewhere. I, I mean, I understand that there's like a location left in somewhere in Alaska, but uh, who knows? Well, if you are in Alaska, mention Todd and Mark for 10% off. <laughs> Go get it. it. It's drastically reduced in, in 30 seconds. Oh, that's right. I said 20 earlier. Off. Sorry. 20% off. <laughs> you got to know. You got to book with, with Mark right away. Right away. The price goes up. Shifting, uh, <laughs> shifting deals. <laughs> Awesome. Well, like I said, we are going to focus on green physical defects. Right. And last year was taste defects. Correct. And and by no stretch are we going to forego correlating some of these physical defects with potential cup outcomes. But but um, we wanted to essentially go through the SCA uh, washed Arabica green coffee defect guide. Yes. Um, as uh, just a, a discussion starter for what you might see in a green coffee sample as you are uh, evaluating and considering a use, uh, placement, and or purchase. Um, important thing to talk about at the gate, of course, is what is a standard sample size. So so to, to just take a moment, we're, again, talking strictly through the lens of SCA uh, sampling procedure, which calls for a 350 gram sample. It's important to note that all of these defects that we're going to talk about are recognized and classified according to uh, not only SCA standard, but also the Green Coffee Association of New York uh, and uh, international bodies such as the Colombian Coffee Federation, the Ethiopian Commodity Exchange, so on and so forth. So they may be classified differently in terms of the the national grades uh, for export, um, but they're going to be recognized. Uh, and of course, the causes, um, you know, in in terms of where they're coming from and their their origins, 
are, are very, very similar. So uh, just keep that in mind as we go through. And, and again, the important place to start is that we have 350 grams of green coffee. Yes. Um, from here, we break down the green physical defects into uh, two types according to the SCA standard, and this is category one and category two, also often detailed as primary or secondary. Now, we'll start with the scariest of defects, which are the primary defects, of course, mm -hmm. um, and to kick us off... Um, we are going to start with the full black defect. Now, just get us, put a little wind in our sails, Mark. What are we talking about when we talk about a uh, Hollywood film, scary film for the full black defect? Well, when I think of a full black defect, I'm thinking of the kind of murky, uh, musty, uh, kind of swampy flavors that you can get in a full black defect. And nothing captures that more than the 1954 black and white 3D monster movie, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> You're so good at this. Which three, 3D uh, <laughs> black and white, to me, is a real amazing feat. I don't know how they pulled it off, but it was a 3D movie back in 1954. Yeah, I mean, how did they? I, I don't like have a, a clue. It's like a different technology, a different type of glasses you would have used. I mean, you were, you were yeah, was, yeah. of age. I was in high school time. then, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, man. Todd, I was not even born yet. Market. I don't think my parents uh, <laughs> my parents were born, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know how they did it. But anyways, that, that it fits the the taste defect perfect. It was one of the easiest ones to match up here. Most definitely, most definitely, and and full black defect, very easy to physically identify. Uh, you know, as our our uh, our coworker and friend Rob Steven, who actually had a hand in writing this uh, classification guide, yes, um, you know, always says, uh, you know, black is black, and when you are f grading a, a sample, you you can quite literally ask yourself, is this is this uh, seed this this coffee bean black? Um, you know, is it yellow? Is it brown? Is it red? If it's anything other than black, it is not a full black. And the reason to be cautious here um, is that a full black is a one-to-one -one full equivalent primary defect, meaning that if you find one full black bean, um, you have disqualified the coffee for SCA's specialty uh, grade. So uh, the reason is, as Mark you know, uh, aptly pointed out, this is a, a big threat to cup quality, musty flavors, uh, over fermented flavors, um, you know, all sorts of potential mold characteristics, uh, and a, and a strong correlation to, uh, the phenol cup defect, which of course is never pleasant, that sort of pool water taste. Um, this is something that most typically will occur. And when coffee is left, uh, to over ferment in the cherry on the trees it's it's an agricultural issue of course and uh the blackening does come from the fermented uh pigment um you know with uh the effect of microorganisms um and high moisture and, and sugar content on the tree uh but you know this also beyond just the uh the risk in the cup it also has an acrotoxin risk which you know take it or leave it right. is something real and, and something to look out for so um Full black, one-to-one -one primary defect, uh, a total disqualifier. But much like the full black, we have what's called a full sour. Yes. Now, full sour is potentially like uh, most likely those other beans that you might have thought were black, the yellow, red, orange colored seeds, um, you know, fully covered through and through, um, often... 
uh, new graders will see a discoloration in the silver skin on the outside of the seed, um, you know, in specific for uh, honeyed coffee or naturally processed coffee. The cheat here when you're grading the sample is to just turn that bean over, rub it on your grading mat or uh, on a, a sheet of paper or the, the table, what, what have you, use your fingernail. Uh, and if that color is coming off, that's just the color of the silver skin. And that's, of course, not the sour defect. Um, additionally, a good way to uh, detect sour is that often the embryo of the seed uh, has turned and or fallen out. So at the very top of the rounded back of the seed, um, opposite the center cut, you would have the embryo or what would become the shoot mm -hmm. for the new plant. Um, and souring uh, would essentially happen uh, as this has gone off and, and uh, fallen out or, or is uh, soon to be. Um, so you can look for, for that sort of discoloration at the top. Um, you know, usually when you see this partially, um, you see it on that side and around that piece as well. Um, partial sour, where do you put us uh, in terms of a scary movie for this one, Mark? Uh, no, this is a full sour, not partial sour. Oh, sorry, full sour. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Excuse me. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, so this one, uh, where I get this is the uh, 1983 Stephen King thriller, Christine. The character Arnie, as he became bonded with Christine the car, just became a sour individual and not pleasant to be around. So, uh, yes, 1983 Stephen King classic, Christine. <laughs> just wasn't pleasant to be he wasn't he point. was yeah even to his best friend he was really <laughs> sour what a meme guy yeah well sour we look out for not only because of the color and the variation but of course um the stinker cup the over fermented yeah. cup acetic acid or vinegar um these are traits that uh the sour uh physical defect um will lean towards these are also an issue uh from ripe cherries or overripe cherries i should say um, these, uh, can also be, uh, issues presented, uh, during processing, wet processing specifically, uh, due to over fermentation. So, um, definitely one to look out for. And again, it is a one-to-one -one full equivalent primary defect. The full sour, if you find one in a 350 gram sample would disqualify it for SCA's specialty coffee grade. Moving on, uh, we have the unicorn of defects and, uh, that is not because it is a lovable mystical creature it's uh because it is very unlikely at least in consuming countries to be found this is fungus damage mm -hmm. um what uh what movie are we uh, associating fungus with well this was a tough one because it you know you think about fungus as a horror uh medium it doesn't really uh there's not a lot that leaps to mind but i did some digging with my research team here and we found <laughs> a fantastic movie the 2018 horror movie called Annihilation and there's a death uh there's a, a a mutant fungus that's killing people and there is a horrific death scene in a pool where a fungus has <laughs> has wiped out a man he's like half uh there recognizable and half fungus um well worth seeing you could youtube clip just that scene alone and get the idea of it uh but it does fit the look and feel uh the appearance of the same beans that are fungal damaged in coffee. So the 2018 thriller, Annihilation. And and I have to imagine, with 2018, this must be a gruesome scene. Oh, yeah, it's it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, fungus damage. So again, the unicorn of defects here because we typically don't see it. The reason being, fungus <clears throat> is one of the only physical defects that will spread uh, not only within a sample but within inventory. So if you do find fungus, look out. The way you can tell that you're looking at fungus, you might find colors similar to sour, uh, maybe some uh, some white uh, mildew associated with it. Uh, but the, the real definitive uh, characteristic of fungus is that there is a growth on the seed itself, meaning, you know, it's raised, um, it looks uh, pretty angry, and, um, you know, this, of course, comes from poor storage conditions. Cup qualities are disgusting, uh, fermentation, musty, moldy, phenolic, uh, just everything you do not want in a nice coffee. Um, and again, if and when you stumble across this, um, you know, take action to separate uh, the coffee that you're finding it within because it can, under poor conditions, spread to nearby materials. So, uh, fungus. Um, and have you come across one... that a lot in cupping, Todd? Tr uh, truthfully, no. And, and I would never call it, um, you know, obviously on the cupping side, you might find it manifesting as phenol or, or mold. mold or mildew um, yeah and and most likely to see, you're most likely to see it unfortunately i don't mean to, to call out an origin for you know telling people they will find it because that's of course never true but the places you'd you'd be most likely to see it uh, are indonesian coffees in particular yes. wet hulled coffees yeah. just for for how uh the trade and the value chain is exchanging coffee and the high moisture that it spends uh, a significant amount of time uh, within. So, um, yeah, the, the, the times that I've come across this and been able to then, you know, bring it uh, physically uh, to the lab to teach with has been when I've taken mill floor sweepings and, hmm. and graded these Interesting. out. And, and, you know, totally non-romantic unless you're, you know, you're really into coffee quality and understanding kind of the processes right. organically that are going to go on. Yeah. When coffee is uh, degrading, but um, but yeah, that, and otherwise it, it's really unusual. I mean, you just don't you just don't see it. It just doesn't come up because um, it's got to be the coffee has to be you know at a pretty extreme moisture for an unusual amount of time. And um, you know, people who are you know taking care of coffee, owning coffee, trading coffee, milling, um, they they do a great job and, and this is often uh, avoided for how serious it is. So um, if you do stumble upon it and that's not your coffee, you know, keep your distance um, because that is, uh, that is not something you want to fool around with. True. One to one is a full primary or category one defect. Um, one bean in a 350 gram sample, though it's unlikely you'd find just one with this particular defect um, because of its spreading organic sort of living nature. Um, but one would be enough to disqualify the coffee. So moving on, we have everyone's favorite. This has created many a story. I've probably sat at numerous uh, campfires at Roaster Guild uh, retreats and over the years and talked about foreign matter. What have you found hmm. in your coffee? Um, my goodness, uh, the things, uh, everything from like cinder blocks to, you know, bullet shell casings, um, it's crazy, but foreign matter is exactly as it sounds, something that is in the coffee that should not be there. What do you have for us, Mark? Well, I have the um, the classic uh, John Landis film, The Last Werewolf in London, because for the British, 
That American traveler turning into a werewolf was a werewolf. Sorry, was a foreign matter. <laughs> oh, the delivery! I blew it on the delivery. That's, that's genius. <laughs> I mean, the delivery was pretty funny yeah. too. But hey, we we gotta give you one from time. Yes, to time. you do. And and it's good. I mean, I'm sure the listeners are happy to know that Mark Inman is only human. That's true. <laughs> just, just let that sink in. Everybody, be glad. Be glad. Foreign matter. What do we typically see, Mark? What do you, what have you typically seen in a, in your samples? Well, yeah, um, most that would most people a, get chip, chips of concrete uh, from the patios, rocks. Uh, you do see mm-hmm. sticks a lot of the time. Um, th- that's the the average. Uh, you know, I would say that uh, you know st- st- uh, rocks are going to be the predominant thing. You 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 will. It's not a if. It's a it's a uh, always you're going to see these if you're a roaster. Uh, it does encourage you to look at things like destoners and rare earth magnets if the the rocks themselves have any type of metallic uh, content to trap that before it gets into grinders and things where it can really uh, cause problems down the line. But yeah, mostly sticks rocks. Um, there was an interesting roasters guild retreat. A discussion on foreign matter, like the weirdest things um, people have found. And the two that came up was a mummified frog, uh, an entire frog, <laughs> and a human finger that was also dried and um, mummified. Man, if that's not spooky, yeah. what is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, horrible. Um, yeah, I, I mean not to laugh at someone's clear dismay, but yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, with some of the milling equipment you see, you know, in on the origin side, I mean, it's it's no surprise that there would be, unfortunately, yeah. some, you know, if if user operation uh, operator error comes into play, I mean, that's that's unforgivable. I'm just stuff. thinking, who had their finger lopped off and just said, "Oh well, let's get this treated. Forget where the <laughs> finger went. That's irrelevant." And walked away, and then it ended up in a bag and sewn up and shipped. Uh, it, it's uh, I'd love to know the backstory on that one. It's it's interesting you bring that up because I think about it from a completely a different perspective. Where I'm like, oh man, yeah, we can't send that 15 bag micro lot to that <laughs> mill because we won't know if it could come out. Right. Right. You know. Right. I mean, a lot of these mills are so big that it's like to even put like 50 sacks of coffee through and know that you're gonna get it back. Um, is a question mark. So, I mean, you know, needle in a haystack. That is true. Finger, finger, finger in, in, a in a coffee sack mill. of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like feels oddly good to laugh about that. <laughs> but what's surprising about this, and I'll tell you uh, with the foreign matter thing, is one foreign matter is one full defect. And, um, and it, it is very, very common in coffee. And so you think about how many coffees are, you know, uh, statistically taken out of specialty grading based on this. It, it it's, would be a pretty high amount if you were to really be a stickler about it. Well, and, and this brings up a really important uh, sort of value uh, that the grader has to bring to the, to the table or bring to the lab, so to speak. You know, it's the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. Yeah. You know, this is you're talking about a sample that if 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 taken properly is going to be drawn from a minimum of 10 percent, the number of uh, packages, bags, cartons, et cetera, uh, that the lot has been stored in. It's aggregated and it's representative of the whole. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, pull those 350 grams that might have 
you know, one of the only little fragments of patio or a stick that is the same size, density, and shape, and, you know, as a coffee bean and, and makes it through the, the mechanical sorting, it's it's a really unfortunate thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have to hold that intention with the fact that, you know, if you put your coffee out and you're a super premium brand uh, and a roast, uh, sorry, a retailer, you know, breaks a grinder on a, on a stone or you know, stumbles upon a coffee that their customer is looking at with with a confused look saying, well, why is there sticks in my coffee? Um, you know, there's a, a brand sort of defamation uh, impact that, that is real. So, um, you know, that's why I think SCA would, would call this a one-to-one uh, primary defect. So one instance in 350 grams would disqualify the coffee. Um, but, you know, you have to also be practical uh, and think real world coffee. Sure. As a buyer. Sure. So uh, a good tension. But moving on, we have dried cherry or pods. Now, really important here. We'll get into the category two uh, related defects, hull and husk. But in this case, a dried cherry or pod is definitively so because the seed itself is intact inside the material. So you could have a, a pod that is broken on one side. If the seed is encased, this is. Uh, definitively a, a cherry uh, or pod. Uh, and these are full uh, one-to-one full equivalent category one defects for the potential of over-fermented, moldy, damp, or phenolic flavors that they can present. Of course, in addition, the appearance and the roasting, uh, you know, the roasting impact can be uh, significant. So, um, where did you associate us on the uh, the movie scale, Mark? Well, this one was easy for me because uh, this one there was a movie that scared the crap out of me as a child. Um, I'm not going to the. I know you want to say it's the 1956 version because of my age, but it actually is the <laughs> 1978 remake. Uh, Donald Sutherland in Invasion of the Body Snatchers because these were pod people. <laughs> Um, a terrifying movie to me as a child. Uh, I could still remember the scenes with the pods and you know the people coming out of the pods and just how horrifying that movie was. Uh, the interesting thing about that movie, if you if you had seen it and had forgotten, uh, it was uh, Leonard Nimoy was in that movie and a very very young Jeff Goldblum was in that film. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know we had the opportunity. To and I think it's pre Big Chill. I, I it may have been oh. his first movie as far as I know. Wow. Mark, you are you are endearing the audience. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, you're you're so human this episode. You you've experienced fear. Oh I, yeah, I yeah. Had no idea. This is crazy. as a as a young lad in the theaters. Uh, at, at, I mean, it's been a long. time. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm de- I've been dead inside <laughs> for years uh, since then. But uh, uh, no, back then, yes, I had emotion in in human range. It's strange to think. It's strange. To think. You've been listening to The Exchange, presented by Olam Specialty Coffee, hosted by Mark Inman and Todd Mackey, directed by Mike Ferguson. Our opening theme was No Coffee Here by Boo. Our closing theme, No Coffee by KRTX. All music is used under Creative Commons. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time for part two of Scary Defects. And now, your postscript. <laughs> I'm just going to picture Mike looking at me. Mike is just looking at me over the, the monitor as he does most days, and I have to just laugh because I'm just so scared.